We are back with an awesome double feature episode. First, rebranding. Last month we went through what we refer to as rebranduary, and now we're in the process of rolling everything out. Then, are you tired of wearing masks? Well, we conducted some research to determine if masks influence other people's perception of our physical attraction. This is Shadoof. Welcome to Shadoof, the place where business, research, and entertainment make a baby in your mind. We will show you common trends you'll want to leave behind. It happens all the time. We'll always bring a fresh perspective so you can trust the data or the data, but not the faces you've been fed. Welcome to Shadoof. It is indeed time to start the show. That was our new theme song. Did you guys like it? It was composed by the one and only Andrew Webster, performed by Alora Smith, with some backup vocals by us. I'm Weston Smith, your host. I'm here with resident expert Dustin Hardy. Hello, hello. Professor Dustin Hardy. Oh, of course. You have to add the professor, of course. Professor. And one of the best elements of our new rebranding, the one that we're most excited about, is the addition of a new voice on the podcast. We'd like to welcome Lauren Silva. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm Lauren. I am also part of the rebrand. Um. <laughs> she is the rebrand. She is. Uh, no, I started working here um, at Shadoof a couple of months ago. I'm finishing up a master's degree at BYU in mass communications right now, and I'm a, I'm a research fellow over here. She's awesome. We thought she would be perfect for the show. Yeah. Well, thanks. And she helps a lot with the research, so she'll be she'll be with us for this uh, podcast journey. <laughs> Keep us focused. <laughs> we don't get off topic. Never. That's my main purpose here. Okay, so we're going to talk about a rebranding, kind of the steps we took. If you're looking to rebrand, this might help you, but we just kind of wanted to let you know what our process was. Yeah, because when we first started Shadoof, you know, we were just really quickly trying to get things rolling. Yeah, so in the beginning, we had some research that was really important to to COVID, and it was when COVID was kind of starting, and so we didn't know what all was going to be important, what all wasn't. So we were like, let's hurry and get this out because it's time relevant. I had done a few logos and we're just like, pick one and let's go for it. We liked our logo. It's, you know, it served us well, but we thought, you know, we want to base this on research. So we had to go so quickly that we we just did what we could. And now that we're looking back, we're like, okay, let's, let's go back. Let's look at branding. Let's do some research behind this and see what best fits. Let's put what we preach into practice by doing actual research on our look and our style and our branding and our direction. Yep. Okay, so what did we do first, Dustin? Well, first, it, it, so I like the Entree Leadership Podcast, right? Yes, awesome uh, podcast. And, and this kind of spawned some of these thoughts, but I was listening to episode, what episode was it again? 398. 398. How to Build a Brand with Tim Newton. Yeah, Tim Newton. So it's a really good episode, and I think like when it comes to branding, some organizations, they'll really cater to the customer, and branding and right. just kind of the brand is whatever the customer wants, right? But a lot of times it's really more important for you to figure out early on what your values are 
and what you want the values of your brand to be. Well, that's where it should start, right? That's, that's where, where it should start. You don't want your values to cater to whatever the customers want your values to be. But that that's you. Right. Um, and if you lose track of that, you're going to lose the passion for the brand. It's not going to fit who you really are. And so that first step was for us to kind of congregate this episode in Entree Leadership. They have a little worksheet that you can get. Um, the, the brand building worksheet, which was great. So that helped us go through some exercises and ask questions about who we are, what are we all about, um, what are we not about, and just kind of put that together to figure out, okay, what do we want this brand to convey? Right. Uh, and this worksheet, it's, it's simple, doesn't take long, but it asks questions like, uh, what happened in your backstory that made you care about this industry? You know, what makes you angry? Because that can sometimes kind of drop some passion about, you know, getting to the core of what you care about. So it just like helps you ask these questions to yourself. And yeah, just like you said, like it has to start within you first. And so we identified a list of several attributes that we wanted to convey to people. And then that's where the customer perception comes in. And that's where research comes in, right? right? Yeah, we wanted to see which logo options, colors, things like that best conveyed those attributes. Right. Yeah, so we uh, put our money where our mouth is and actually used research to test everything out. We had, it was a series of what, nine new logos? Or, well, our old logo. Yeah, the original. And then I polished up a few more concepts that I had done. And then we actually hired a professional designer, Eric Butterfield with Argyle Publishing. He's awesome, super talented, years of experience. We wanted someone with a fresh set of eyes. So yes, so nine in total. Yeah, so we had nine different logos that we tested. Um, We just, we put together a survey showing people randomly one of our logos. We talked about earlier certain things you want your brand to convey, things that are important to you. And so we had a couple different things we measured, such as like how... How credible was our logo? How interesting does this make us look? Things like that that were important to us and our brand and what we want to convey. Um, And so from that, we had three logos that really stood out from the rest. And then that's when we started coming up with different color combinations and really figuring out like what kind of is more true to what we want as a brand and like these values that we hold. Right. It was such a cool process. I've been in, I mean, I've been on creative teams and marketing teams where I work with designers all the time. So I've I've just always loved the process. But it's so interesting because, you know, even in large corporations, it would be like, hey, come up with some concepts and then send it up the ladder. Basically, people get together and they say, oh, I like this one better. You know, oh, I don't like this one. I think this one. And now they're smart people. And they're basing it on their experiences of what they convey. But really to identify it, you have to bring it to the research. And that's what we discovered in this. It was so cool to say like, oh, we're not making this choice out of personal preference. We're making this choice out of the results of our survey. Which is pretty cool. We had fun with it. We actually created a a sort of bracket to see who could more accurately guess which logo would come out on top. A little friendly competition here among us. A little friendly competition. Between us and we have some interns. And And we all had our favorites. But the really neat thing is, in the end, you just trust the data. You trust the research results. And so it's not like people are upset because, you know, my opinion was more of value than somebody else's opinion or anything like that. It was, it was just the data, the data. 
Uh, who who won that competition, Dustin? <laughs> of course, I did. <laughs> and who, uh, well. who who lost? That was uh, that was me. I came in dead last by a lot. Unfortunately, I do let my biases drive me a little bit more. So it's a good thing that I was hey, that's not okay. picking. <laughs> it was an interesting perspective for me to, to kind of have input from a general audience, not just people who are around you, right? Right. Now there is now there is some decision making. Like if the data comes back and it's insignificant and they're just like, you know, it's like really close. Yeah, that's that's when we say that the data is not statistically significant. Yeah. I tell my students this all the time. If it's not statistically significant, that means that the likelihood that those differences that you saw in the results are due to chance are very very high. And so right. it's like flipping a coin a lot of times. The next time, another one may be the winner. And so you treat it like a tie. So then, you know, make your call on what you like, because here again, you have to be passionate about it, you know? Yeah. There were some times where it was clear the route that we should go. Right. But it's not always going to be that case. And for instance, the very last survey we did, we were just making some tweaks to the font of the final logo, final colors, just trying different tweaks. And there, there wasn't really a lot of statistical differences that we saw there. And so in that case, you know, we, we just kind of had a group discussion and we ended up picking our favorite in that case. Right. Now, our rebrand isn't just our new logo, new color palette. We have new initiatives we're going to be taking and new directions. We'll continue to deliver this awesome podcast, but we're also going to deliver more content in other areas. Yeah. We have some really cool things in the works. Our last podcast that we did... We talked about JMS, the Jibe metric score. And we, you guys, that research is blowing up and expanding like crazy. A lot of opportunities have come from that research. But we'll get to those another time. Stay tuned. I'm going to take a drink here. Drink break. McDonald's, please sponsor us. (laughs) McDonald's has the best... uh, Syrup ratio, right? Well, yeah. Well, did you know that McDonald's, they have a deal with the Coke people and they come and like personally calibrate all their machines to the right proportion. And then the straws are also wider than regular straws. So you get more drink across more taste buds. Wow. I'm really passionate look about at, Look at the science. The science is important. No, McDonald's did their science. Sorry, I felt the Jeez. need to share that. You can cut that out. McDonald's doesn't really need our endorsement, I guess. They're, they're doing just fine. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to move on to our most recent research that we did. And it is fun. It's interesting. Uh, you guys have probably asked yourselves about this. Maybe you've met someone with just a mask on. As we've, we've been wearing masks for quite some time. And maybe you only know people with mask on. You don't, you've never seen them without a mask. We've kind of wondered how, you know, your perception of someone when you first meet them with a mask on. And then when they take their mask off, you're like, whoa, that is not what I thought you looked like. And sometimes it's to their detriment. Sometimes it's like, oh, I thought you looked a lot better than th- I don't want to sound shallow, you guys. <laughs> But it's like it's not. You guys what validate you ex- me, so I'm not the one that just looks it's, shallow. It's like it's just not what you always expected. Like I know, like my classes that have been in person from like my last two semesters of school. Like a lot of these people I know, like just with their masks on, and then when we had to like randomly have days on Zoom, it's like oh, like this is what you guys look like. It's not oh, right. It just doesn't like match up with the image that you had in your head, and you know. 
I guess as humans, we like to like fill in like perfect features and symmetry and things like that. But that's not how uh, real faces, real features work. Yeah, I, I had been thinking about this. I think a lot of us had this in, in the back of our minds or have noticed. It's probably, yeah, like that. plenty of you have probably thought the and, same and thing. I, and I thought, man, this would be a cool study. And then uh, while I was teaching my MBA class, one of my MBA students kind of brought this up. He's like, do you think this happens? I'm like, yes, I do. I swear it does. Let's run a study. So that's uh, kind of where this study was was born. Great. So we decided let's study this. So what did we do, Lauren? So we set up a study to look at this. Um, we got these faces from is it this is not a real face dot com. Yeah, one of our research assistants, uh, you know, went to a website. This person this, does not exist dot com. This I think it's this website, and you type it in, and it just like brings up a randomly generated face, and you can like tell on some that the faces are generated better than kind others merged with it's, other photos yeah they're like merged with other photos and things like that but they're you know they look like real people like someone you could see on the street so we took about 10 different photos of differing like age race gender and then we had weston here photoshop some nifty little masks onto the photos and then we randomized people into one of three different groups the first group people just saw the face without a mask on and the second group they only saw them with the mask And then the last group saw the image with the mask first and then with the mask removed. Did they have to rate the person with the mask on and then with the mask off? Or is it just like, here's the person with the mask, here's the person without the mask. How how attractive do you think they are? They just rated them after um, after after seeing seeing the photos. After after seeing the masked person and then the reveal, and then they rated it. Yes. So they rated on all three groups, they rated the person um, on how attractive they found them. How attractive, how intelligent. How confident they seemed. How competent, things like that. Um, Okay. Okay, interesting. So so not necessarily just attraction, but how successful or something that you'd think they'd be. Yeah, which research shows that actually, unfortunately, a lot a lot of times that's very related <laughs> to, to each other. They're our... attractive. Man, they must be competent and intelligent and successful. Successful in their life. <laughs> Looks will get you places. <laughs> so we ran the survey, and I think we're all excited to hear what the results are. Did this have any impact? Yeah, so it was interesting because the results were a little bit all over at first until we divided them by gender. And then we kind of saw a little bit more um, clearly which way people were judging a little bit more. And just to be make sure we're clear, it, dividing the participants. Yes. Because we had photos of males and females, right? But yeah. when we divided the participants by males and females, their judgments seemed to be a little bit different. Yeah. By, like, a lot different. A lot different. <laughs> a lot different, yeah. The men participants the male participants they rated everyone like on all the conditions they just rated everyone like generally lower than yep. the females did okay <laughs> so they didn't really yeah. care Jeez. as much they're a little more pessimistic on the looks of others and more negative but but, but negative was, but consistently negative yes. like across Con- the whole consist- way, like yeah. having a mask or not having a mask didn't really affect their yeah. It was right. just all just kind of like Their lower answers. scores, pretty even across there. It didn't okay. really matter much to them. Um, but then you look at the women, and the results say they mattered quite a bit more to the women than they did to the men. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest difference was in the last group when you had the mask first and then without the mask. They rated them a lot lower than they rated the other conditions or groups. Yeah, which was interesting. The two groups that had the biggest difference for the female participants were when they saw the pictures without a mask versus 
first seeing them with a mask and then seeing them without. So it's so interesting because in both of those cases, they saw the person without a mask. But just the process of first seeing them with the mask and then without decreased how attractive and intelligent and capable these people were. Really? Wow. So <laughs> Don't sound so impressed, Weston. <laughs> so what conclusions can we draw from that? <laughs> I seriously, I, I thought that this was just going to be all across the board. Because I've noticed yeah. that in myself. And Weston, you said the same thing. Like, yeah. So I thought it would work for, for males as well as females. But... But yeah, it just turned out in this case, you know, and we're just kind of starting this research. So so exactly why this is a case, why female perceptions are a little different than males in the case of others wearing masks. We're not really sure at this point, but it is it requires really, some additional tests in yeah. order to figure out the why. So we can't really can't really give any conclusions, just that just that that's what the results said. But if you, our listeners, have an idea of maybe why let us know, and that can be something that we can throw into our next test, and we, we, can, we can actually that. test it out to see if that truly is the why. Yeah, uh, it'd be awesome if we could, if someone proposed a theory and sent it to us, and if there was some significant data that that is the reason why. Maybe we could, uh, maybe we could do a prize or something. A T-shirt. A T-shirt. Ooh, with our new logo. Yeah, with our old logo, our original <laughs> logo. <laughs> Collector's item? Collectors. <laughs> you could have 10 t-shirts if you wanted. We have a box. We do have a box original of logo, logos. Which is a really cool shirt, by the way. I'm wearing it right now. It is, it is cool. a cool shirt. It's a cool one. But uh, if you have the opportunity to meet someone without a mask, instead of meeting them with a mask, it might work more in your benefit for things like job interviews, dating. Um, or if yeah. you're approaching someone don't have a mask on and then as you get closer then put the mask on yeah so, so that then they can see you without a mask at least you know i mean what are your priorities spreading covid <laughs> or looking attractive and i think we all know the answer to that presenting yourself appropriately <laughs> <laughs> but but definitely like blind dates and things like that make sure that the data actually knows what you actually look like. Don't want to set yourself up for failure. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Mostly what we're saying, you guys, is we don't have any specific tips from this one. This was just a fun, interesting study, and we'll see what comes from it. See if it grows into anything actually significant or implementable, right? Is that a word? Yes, it is today. Implementable. Im imp implementable. Could you say it in a sentence? And if anyone knows a better word for it, <laughs> send us <laughs> You uh, may what's get a the, what's prize. What's the definition of that? <laughs> Implementationable. <laughs> Implementationable. Now I'm going to be. I'm going to spend like half an hour looking at different words to find a good one, so that this doesn't happen to me next time. <laughs> well, that's it for our show today, you guys. Thanks for joining us. This has been awesome. Uh, we've learned a lot, and we're excited to be back on this podcast train. I hope you join us. Again, follow us on other forms of social media to make sure that you don't miss an episode or any of our other content. Yeah, let us know what you think of our new logo too, by the way. Yes. Email us if you have any ideas about the research we've talked about today. Let us know what you think of our new logo. And also, if there's anything that you guys have been thinking about that you're like, oh, I wish someone could study it. We can study it. That's what we do here. Uh, email us at info at shadoof.org. That's Info at S-H-A-D-U-F dot org. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Oi, Mike, how's you doing, Dad?